You're listening to the Earn That Body Podcast, episode number 304. Welcome to the Earn That Body Show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. Welcome back, team. This is Kim Eagle. This is the Earn That Body Podcast, and we have a good one today. I think I say that every week. We have a good one every week, don't we? Anything that has to do with health, fitness, and nutrition, anything that can help you take a step in the right direction to being a healthier self, a healthier body, is always going to be a good thing. That's the way I see it. So what do we have going on with Earn That Body right now? Well, the new Summer Six Pack Challenge is going to be in April, and I'm super excited about it. I filmed all the six pack videos. There's six of them, they're solid, they're serious, but even if you're a beginner, there's always a beginner option, so I don't want you to ever feel like, oh, that would be too hard for me. No, it's such a great way to get working on your core, and again, summer six packs are made now, not in the summer, right? (laughs) I should say they're made in April. They're made in the springtime, basically or almost the springtime. So if you want to flatten that belly, if you wanna work on your core strength, your abdominal strength, it's gonna be a fun challenge. Now, whenever I launch a new challenge like this, we do a private Facebook page, and that makes it super supportive, super fun, and a great way for you to just get a little extra motivated to work out, get your workouts in, and for this one, it's gonna be focusing on your abs, which is a good one, again, before the bikini season hits. Now, another thing I'm adding to the challenge is a little bit of a nutrition challenge. Um, You're not logging food, anything like that, but a challenge to help you get the nutrition a little more balanced, a little more on track, so maybe you do lose a little bit of weight during the challenge and get your nutrition possibly back on track. Again, with the thought that summer bikinis will be here before you know it, And it's always nice to sort of dial things back in, especially with a group online. And if you've never done one of my challenges, I cannot even tell you the group online is so fun, so supportive. And again, it's just an encouraging way to dial it all back in. So if you're interested in the summer six pack, just go to the website, earnthatbody.com. There will be a button right on top and get registered. The way I generally do registration is I do the lowest price right when it launches um, to register. And then those early bird prices will start going up until right before the session starts. Sometimes the session sells out. I do like to keep them on the smaller side because I think that a smaller group tends to be a little more active in the Facebook community page, and that is a huge part of doing one of these two-week challenges. So I would say register now, get the lowest price that you can so that you can be part of the group, and I'm super excited about it. So that's gonna be in April. You can get all those details on the website. And other than that, we have a podcast today where we are talking about Hunger, are you always hungry? How can we fix it? Why are you always hungry? I get it, we've even done a podcast um, that had some of this information or similar information before when we've talked about hunger, but it was so long ago and then new things come up and new ways that I wanna sort of express how you can fix hunger all the time because I don't know about you, I am someone who tends to be hungry a lot and it's a terrible feeling if you're trying to lose weight 
Because if you're always hungry, then it's very hard to sort of feel like you can be successful with your weight loss because you generally have to deficit your calories. But you should never deficit your calories to a point where you're starving all the time because that is not sustainable. So talking to you today about maybe why you're hungry, because there could be a few things that we could adjust in what you eat and how you eat that will fix that and you'll be so much more comfortable because it's no fun to be hungry all the time or ever in my opinion. Um, So we got four tips to fix it and a few things to go over as to why you might always be hungry and fixing those things as well could just change everything for you. And again, with that whole theme of (laughs) summer six packs are started now, not in the summer, I feel like this hunger episode definitely comes into play at the right time. So we're going to talk about all of that after this. And now it's time for the Eagle's Eye on Health. These are Kim's quick tips, latest health news, or piece of weekly inspiration. In today's Eagle Eye on Health, coming to you from BBC News, they had a really interesting article that popped up and caught my eye. And it says that pseudoepinephrine, or I should say pseudoephedrine, safety review due to a rare brain risk. Now, experts are assessing a very rare but potentially serious brain side effect from nasal decongestants, and that is something that a lot of people take. Like, a lot of people use nasal decongestants every single day, every single night. It could be from allergies. And it's interesting that they did find that a brain side effect could be very serious, and it is very rare. So I don't want you to freak out, but I always think it's important to have this knowledge because knowledge is power, and that's something that you always want to have when it comes to your health. So they said that ones, uh, ones meaning the nasal decongestants, containing pseudoephedrine, they're being reviewed because they may cause vessels supplying the brain to contract or spasm, and when this happens, it reduces blood flow. The concern is this could lead to seizures or even a stroke. Now, the drug regulators stress the likelihood of this happening is very low. So again, I don't want you to freak out right now. It doesn't mean you should go off your nasal spray. I'm just reporting the information. Now, products already include warnings about the rare risks on patient information leaflets that come with the medicines, as well as more common side effects like headache and even dizziness that could happen from taking these types of medications. And experts say anyone with concerns about their medications should always speak to their doctor, even their pharmacist. All medicines have some side effects, right? Now, people take pseudoephedrine to relieve nasal congestion. It comes in sprays. It could come in a liquid. It could even come in a tablet and is sometimes mixed with other medicines for coughs or colds or definitely allergies. Now, what is pseudoephedrine? How does it work? Well, the drug helps clear blocked airways and reduces stuffiness through its action on the blood vessels in the nose. The UK-wide review for pseudoephedrine was initiated after regulators in France alerted European drug regulator, the EMA, which also conducted a review about some recent rare cases. The experts will look at two brain blood vessel conditions, posterior reversible encephalopathy syndrome, called PRES, and reversible cerebral vasoconstriction syndrome, called RCVS. Now that latter one, RCVS, can cause sudden, severe, 
thunderclap headaches. And that often recurs over a span of days to weeks, which is no fun for anyone. Symptoms of PRES may include blurred vision, headache, seizures, confusion. Now in the UK, people can report any suspected side effects from medicines to the yellow card scheme, which is run by the Medicines and Healthcare Products Regulatory Agency, which is the MHRA. And that department says it has received a very small number of recent reports in this way, one case of PRES where the person recovered and one for RCVS where the outcome was reported unknown. The spokeswoman said, we keep the safety of all medicines under close review to ensure that the benefits outweigh any risks. The safety of the public is always a top priority. They are reviewing the available evidence and will provide further advice as appropriate. Again, if you have concerns about your medicine, you should always see your healthcare professional. Now, the Royal Pharmaceutical Society said pseudoephedrine was widely used and that medicines like this were carefully assessed before being made to the public. When new risks come to light, it can be warring for patients. It's right that they are investigating it. And so I bring it up today, not to scare you, but maybe you are someone who takes a nasal decongestant and has some headache issues or any kind of negative side effects When we start to hear that, oh, there's a potential for danger, even if it's rare, it might just be worth a conversation with your doctor. And also, I sometimes find that people get on medications that maybe weren't meant to be taken forever, but yet they realize that they have been taking it for a very, very, very long time. And so maybe you went on a nasal decongestant because you had some allergies many years ago, but what if you don't have them now and you're still taking this nasal decongestant? It's just a good opportunity to talk to your doctor about the potential of could you wean off it? Never, ever go off a medication without talking to your doctor first, including including these things like nasal decongestants. But when I find that, oh, there is this potential risk, it's very rare, but it is a risk, right? Anytime you put anything foreign into your body, like medication, there are risks, there are side effects. Then my goal is always, could you ever get off it someday? And so again, it's a conversation worth having with your doctor if you have any concerns. And for people who can't get off it because they have such bad allergies that this is like the only way that they can breathe, I get it. So again, don't go off it. Don't think you should. Um, But again, it might be a conversation worth having. All right, that was your eagle's eye on health, a little news tidbit, but let's talk about why, 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 why are you always hungry? A lot of people are. You're not alone by any means. When you're hungry, as we know, you're gonna feel it in your stomach. Some people can actually feel the rumbling in their stomach. Some people can hear the actual gravel in their stomach. Some people get headaches from being hungry. Some people feel super cranky, uh, hangry, as some of us call it. My husband has told me I've been hangry on many occasions. Um, Sometimes it's super hard to concentrate. So feeling hungry is by no means fun. And it's not something you wanna feel daily. And if you are on a diet and you're hungry, I'm gonna tell you right now, it's not likely to go well for very long because you just can't sustain a level of hunger. It's a terrible feeling. Now, let's talk about a few reasons why you might be hungry and a few things that you might be able to adjust. 
Now, one thing is you're not sleeping enough. Now, that may seem really weird to you. It's like sleep, what does that have to do with hunger? But getting enough sleep is extremely important for your health. I've done several podcasts on this. I can't even say enough that sleep is probably the most highly overlooked aspect of health and even weight loss. So not getting enough sleep is a problem. It's required for the proper functioning of your brain. You also need proper sleep for the proper functioning of your immune system. And getting enough sleep is associated with a lower risk of several chronic illnesses, and that even includes heart disease and even cancer. Now, sleeping enough is a factor in appetite control because it helps regulate a hormone in our body called ghrelin. I have talked about it before, but in case you don't remember, ghrelin is the appetite stimulating hormone. And when you don't sleep enough, it leads to a higher ghrelin level, which is why you might feel hungrier on those sleep deprived days, or I should say like the day after you don't sleep well, you might feel hungry all day. And that's because you had this shift in your hormone release from that. There was a study where 15 people who were sleep deprived for only one night reported being significantly more hungry and chose 14% larger portion sizes compared with a group that slept for eight hours. So getting enough sleep is important and it's gonna ensure that you then get adequate levels of leptin, which is the hormone that promotes feeling full. Very important, right? Because we want to feel full. So to keep your hunger levels well-managed, you really need, I would say, seven to eight hours of sleep. So often, they'll say eight. And if you wanna know the truth about me, I average eight to nine a night. I'm not trying to show off, but I make sleep a priority in my life, and I know that it has a bearing on my health. So sleep is a reason why you might be hungry all the time. Another reason you might be hungry all the time is if you're eating a lot of refined carbohydrates. Because refined carbohydrates are highly processed. They are stripped of fiber. They are stripped of vitamins and even minerals. One of the most popular sources of refined carbs is white flour, which is found in so many grain-based foods like bread and pasta. Foods like soda, candy, baked goods, which are made with processed sugars, are also considered refined carbs. And since refined carbs lack this fiber that they basically strip out, your body's going to digest them super quickly. And that is a major reason that you're hungry so often, because you're eating a lot of refined carbs, potentially, and they do not promote the feeling of feeling full. So... Eating refined carbs is not going to help you feel full at all. When they lack fiber, they are going to make you feel hungry, like right after you eat it. Have you ever ate like a bag of anything and then you're like, I'm still starving? It's just never going to fill you up. So that's super important as well. Another reason you might always be hungry is because you're not drinking enough water. Proper hydration is so important for your overall health. And I have read before that often when you feel hungry, you're actually thirsty and just dehydrated. So drinking enough water has so many health benefits because it's going to promote um, 
brain and heart health. It's going to optimize your exercise performance. It keeps your skin glowing. It helps your digestive system stay healthy. It's also going to be sort of filling when you drink a lot of water. Don't you notice that all of a sudden you're sort of full? So that in itself could help reduce your appetite. And some people recommend that you drink water before your meal. Some people think that's a bad idea. Some people just say drink a lot of water with your meal. Whatever you're gonna do, just make sure you're getting in enough water. And now what I always tell people is how do you know you're hydrated? It's not eating, drinking a certain amount of cups a day because as I always say, everyone's an individual. We're different heights, we're different weights, we have different activity levels, different sweat rates. So the best way to know if you're drinking enough water is simply to look at your urine. And it should be light yellow light yellow like a lemonade. If it's clear, you might actually have had too much water and that's not good as well. You never want too much. And if it's in the darker yellow shade, that probably means you're on the dehydrated side. So keeping up with your water intake during the day is definitely going to help you not feel so hungry. Now, another thing that it could be a reason that you are so hungry all the time and I would say this is probably for many people in our society today. You are always eating or often eating when you are super distracted, right? How many times did you sit down and eat a meal while you were binge watching a Netflix show? How many times do you sit at the computer and eat your lunch? How many times are you on the phone, maybe even a work call, while you're trying to cram down a meal because you don't have any time that day? Whenever you are distracted and you eat a meal, it is very likely that you are not going to feel full after. And that's a problem, right? It's like basically the distraction makes it difficult for you to recognize what full even feels like. So often when you're watching Netflix and you eat your entire dinner, with your show, which uh, I'm just gonna put it out there that like once a week my husband and I do watch a show with our meal, but it's once a week. Um, when that happens afterwards, you might be like, okay, what are we eating now? Cause it's like you haven't even, it's like your mind and your stomach haven't even connected and registered that you just ate a full meal and you're actually full right now because you're so distracted with what you're doing. And so if that's you, and right now you might be shaking your head and feel really guilty that you are the person who eats all the time when you're distracted at the computer, even in the car, right? Um, on the phone, it could be why. I think that eating and being present with your meal is super important, and it's also going to help you feel full faster. Now here's a reason why so many people are hungry all the time, because they are exercising a lot. And I don't wanna say that they're exercising too much, but it's possible that they're even exercising too much. When you exercise a lot, you're burning a lot of calories. And most people I know that are trying to lose weight are exercising as much as they can to burn as many calories as they can, but then they're deficiting their calories so much that they're starving and they're not eating enough to sustain that much exercise. So there is a delicate balance. And when I work with my athletes for weight loss, it is a very fine line that I have to put them on between making sure they eat enough calories to fuel their workouts and keep up strong performance, yet deficiting it enough to see some weight loss. 
Now, I generally tell my athletes, please do not come to me during your heavy training load. Meaning, if you're an Ironman and you come to me to lose weight during your biggest training weeks, it's gonna be really tough to lose weight because I have to give you enough calories to fuel the six hour bike ride. And I have to give you enough calories to fuel the run that you're doing afterwards. Or for my marathoners, I have to fuel you enough calories to get you through 18 miles of a long run. But yet, but then I have to deficit you. So it's not ideal to come to me when you're in the middle of your heavy training load. Do people do it? Unfortunately, yes, all the time. It still tends to be a benefit because I can get them to eat a lot more than they were eating. And sometimes that alone helps them lose the weight. Um, but exercising a lot will make you hungry if you're not eating the right amount of calories to balance that out. And again, don't think, well, I'm exercising a lot, so if I eat more calories, then I'm never gonna lose the weight. I do this for a living. I've done it for 13 years. I've worked with hundreds and hundreds of people. So often, the answer to losing weight is that they aren't eating enough. And once I get them to eat the right amount of calories, all of a sudden, that last five to 10 pounds, it like comes right off. The five to 10 that they said they could not lose, they were struggling, struggling, struggling. More than not, it's because they're not eating enough. Now, another reason you might be hungry all the time is alcohol. Well, alcohol is well known for being an appetite stimulating effector. It can actually stimulate your appetite. Studies have shown that alcohol may inhibit hormones that reduce appetite, such as leptin, especially when it is consumed before with meals. For this reason, you may feel hungry often if you drink too much alcohol. So just to repeat that, alcohol stimulates your appetite, right? and it's impacting your hormones. So it's going to leave you feeling hungry, and if you're trying to lose weight, you might want to cut the alcohol or at least cut it way back so that you're not constantly feeling hungry because <laughs> you might have that happen to you quite a bit every time you have a drink. There was a study where 12 men who drank 1.5 ounces of alcohol before lunch ended up consuming 300 more calories at the meal than the group who drank 0.3 ounces. Additionally, people who drank more alcohol ate 10% more calories throughout the entire day compared with the group that drank less. Now, I don't know how many times I can say this, but I do not see a benefit to alcohol in our lives, in our bodies, at all. Uh, the Huberman Lab podcast, I don't know if you've ever heard it before, but he did a episode on alcohol and he basically says, alcohol is a toxin. There's no way around it. There's no amount of alcohol that is good for you. None. Don't listen to any of the reviews that say, oh, a little bit a day, a little bit of red wine is healthy. He says, no, he is a Stanford doctor. He says there is no, no, no amount of alcohol that is good for you. Does it mean you can never have it? No, you can have it in moderation. Like a couple glasses a week is probably fine, right? But too much alcohol, especially when it comes to hunger, is not going to help you. It's not gonna help you in any way. Alcohol is gonna impact your sleep as well. So be cautious, reevaluate those alcohol needs, team. I'm like getting super like, I don't know what the word is. 
I, I'm super amazed at the alcohol levels that people are taking in right now. I know that during COVID, it was a thing. There was a lot going on. It was very stressful, but we're out. I don't want to say we're out of COVID. I mean, COVID still exists. People still get it and you still need to be cautious, but we can't continue drinking the alcohol levels that we saw during COVID. So be very cautious. All right. Now, Another reason that you are hungry all the time is because it's possible you are super stressed. You're overly stressed. And too much stress can increase your appetite. How joyful is that? Not joyful at all, right? Now, this is mostly due to its effects on increasing levels of cortisol. It's that hormone that happens when you're under stress. You get a a cortisol release. And that hormone has been shown to promote hunger and even food cravings. And for this reason, you might find that you're always hungry if you're always under a lot of stress. There was a study with 59 women who were exposed to stress consumed more calories throughout the day and ate significantly sweeter foods than women who were not stressed. There was another study comparing the eating habits of 350 young girls And those with higher stress levels were more likely to overeat than those with lower levels of stress. The girls with high stress levels also reported higher intakes of low nutrient snacks like chips and cookies. So excessive stress is a reason why you might be hungry all the time. And it's got a lot to do with the cortisol because when you're under stress, that could be physical stress, like exercise is a stress, so you will get cortisol release even from exercise, or it could be emotional stress, right? It could be financial stress out there, people with their jobs and money, and all those things are stress and leads to a cortisol release, and that's going to cause you to be hungry. Stress is another thing. It breaks my heart. I feel like more people than ever are just working their tails off and under stress so much all day their jobs are absolutely consuming them and it is impacting their health there's got to be a way to fix this team because you're only getting this one life right and when you get to the last day of your life i don't want you to look back and think all i did was work 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 i was under so much stress and so my health was impacted daily and here i am on my dying bed and i look back and that's what i see i don't want that for you And I know it's hard for some people and we do have to work and we have to bring in income and there is a lot of stress in today's life. But if there's anything you can do to relieve your stress, now is the time to think about it and take some action. Now, the last reason that you might be hungry all the time, some medications actually can be a factor. And so you'll just, that's something that you just need to know about your medications because some medications actually will increase appetite as a side effect. And I would say that if you are going on a new medication and all of a sudden you find that you're super hungry all the time, you might check in with your doctor and ask if that is a side effect of that medication. If you know that the medications you take are causing an increase in appetite, you might talk to your doctor and ask if there is a different kind of medication that you can go on. Sometimes there's a swap. Again, you never, ever, ever go off medication without talking to your doctor, but it would be a conversation worth having, not to mention the conversation I always like you to have, as I said earlier, is how long do I have to be on this medication and at what point can I wean off? 
Maybe you have to deal with hunger for a certain amount of time while you're on it, but then you can wean off it and hopefully that will go away. But you must ask your doctor. All right. So those are a lot of reasons that people tend to be hungry all the time. And now it's kind of like, okay, well, what can we do about it? Because I can tell you all these things like sleep more and stress less and like those are really important because I do think that those things will bring your hunger levels down. But I also want to give you this sort of four four action steps that you can take to actually reduce your hunger at each meal so that when you do eat every time you eat a meal you're not left feeling like okay what's next i mean i don't know about you but i i have had times definitely before i got my nutrition really balanced and really understood nutrition i had many times where i would look at the food on my plate and i would already be like yeah that's not gonna be enough so what am i gonna eat after Like I would look at the sandwich and be like, yeah, that's like not going to cut it. And I'm like thinking, okay, after I can eat this, this and that. Okay, that's a terrible feeling. (laughs) And I don't want to ever feel like that again. Like, first of all, we should eat our meal and see how we feel before we're already picking out the food that we're going to eat after because we know that that meal is not going to satisfy us. Am I right? See, I've been there. I'm right with you, team. I had my years of being like that before I understood nutrition. Okay, so let's talk about the four things that you can include and do with every meal to sort of reduce that awful feeling of what am I going to eat next. The first thing that you want to do is you've got to make sure that when you look at your plate, there is some kind of fiber on your plate. All right, because fiber is super important in our diet. It reduces heart disease. It's going to keep you full longer. It's not really digested in the stomach, but it feeds the important bacteria in our intestine, and it leads to a gradual blood sugar release versus a super fast one. And really the overall for this topic is it's going to make you feel full. So when you look at your meal, I want you to make sure you've got fiber in it. That could be fruit. It could be vegetables. Hopefully half of your plate is vegetables because that's going to take care of the fiber issue right there. It could be whole grains. It could be legumes. All of these things with fiber so important. You need at least a minimum in your day of 20 grams of fiber. So you might start looking at each meal and actually looking at how much fiber is even in that one meal to make sure you're gonna hit 20 grams in a day throughout all your meals, all right? So adding fiber is gonna do wonders to help you feel more full. The next one that you probably have heard many times with me discussing it with you, you've got to have protein on that plate. So every time you have a meal, not a snack, but a meal, I want you to say, do I have a fiber, hopefully a vegetable of some sort, do I have a protein? Now we talked all about protein just a couple weeks ago in podcast number 300. I even gave you a cheat sheet that had a list of fantastic protein sources, how much protein they had, so it would be nice and easy for you to make sure you always had a protein on your plate. If you didn't get the freebie, go to earnthatbody.com forward slash protein. Get it for free, print it out. You're gonna have a list of fantastic protein options for you. Now, protein is not only going to promote muscle growth, as we talked about a couple weeks ago, it helps bone growth as well. It helps the body heal after injury. We definitely want that, right? But protein is also digested 
much, much slower than things like carbohydrates. And so you're going to feel full longer. So super important to have a protein on your plate for every meal. Things like eggs, chicken, ground turkey, you could even have beef, you could have tofu. Beans do have protein, but they're also a little carbohydrate-y. Sometimes it won't be enough protein, it just depends on the type of beans and how much you're having. Uh, Legumes as well, egg whites without the yolk, you could have it that way or with the yolk. It's a great source of protein. You just have to make sure when you look at that plate, you're like, I have a solid protein. I would say 10 to 20 grams of protein on that plate per meal, potentially. So make sure you're getting that much. It's going to help you. Again, you're clueless about protein. Go to earnthatbody.com forward slash protein. And I list out some of the top proteins you can eat and how much protein they have in them. Then the third thing that you can add to this plate to make sure you're not hungry after is you've got to have a healthy fat on your plate. The, the whole concept of, oh, but I don't want to eat fat because I don't want to get fat is old school, not true. I say it all the time during the whole fat-free phase. If you're young and if you're old enough, I should say, to remember when everything went fat-free and all I did was eat snack well, fat-free cookies. Well, I was fat-free and I weighed the most I ever did in my life. So going fat-free is not the solution. That's very, very old school. You need healthy fat on your plate. So these kind of healthy fats, they're so important for your hormones, your cell function. They also help you absorb certain nutrients. And the reality is that fat takes the longest time to digest, so you're really going to stay full. You're gonna focus on things like your mono and polyunsaturated fats because those um, also lower cholesterol, they reduce that risk of heart disease. So there is a certain amount of healthy fat that is important. So you wanna make sure that you have some kind of healthy fat on that plate with your protein, with your fiber. So healthy fats, things like nuts, seeds, eggs with the yolk. So the fat is in the yolk, just so you know. So if you're gonna eat the egg and you need a healthy fat, you gotta have the yolk and it's a wonderful source of protein and fat. Cooking with olive oil is a fantastic healthy fat. Avocado, amazing. Put a little avocado on a sandwich. That's a healthy fat. Whatever you do, please do not fear eating fat because your body actually needs a certain amount of fat, all right? So what do we have on our plate? We have fiber, hopefully the vegetable, That's you've gotta have a vegetable with every meal. You have protein, you have healthy fat. Now, you do want some healthy carbohydrate. I'm not including that as, as your um, get full thing on the plate right now. It's not one of the four things, but I do want you to know that having a healthy carbohydrate does need to be included on that plate as well because you need some healthy carbohydrates in your body, there's so many benefits and you don't wanna go no carbs. So by no means is this podcast saying no carbohydrates is how you are going to feel full. No, you need healthy carbohydrates too. Like fruit, for example, is a healthy carbohydrate. A sweet potato is a healthy carbohydrate and we want those things. So you still do need to have a healthy carbohydrate on your plate with your protein, with your fat, with your vegetables. But I'm not including it as what is, It's not gonna be the part that makes you feel full, all right? But it is a nutrient that your body does need, so don't exclude it. So the fourth thing 
that I want you to focus on when you're eating that fully balanced plate now, like you've got your plate, you've got your protein, you've got your fiber, you've got your healthy fat and a little bit of carbohydrates too. Uh, I don't skimp on the carbohydrates. I don't mean to say a little bit, like eat your healthy carbohydrate. The fourth thing I need you to do is you need to slow down. And so that's not a food, that is an action that you need to take. Because again, we're, such, we're in such a time of stress. We're in such a fast-paced life in our society. We are, again, eating in distracted places. So in the car, how many times have you gone through the drive-thru? You're like eating the meal as quickly as you can to get to your next destination. We're distracted. We're eating in cars, in front of TVs, on the phone, in front of computers, watching Netflix. All of those things are not slowing your eating down and helping you be mindful. So I need you to literally slow down your eating as in the pace that the fork is going to your mouth. I want you to just like take a deep breath before you start your meal. Be in a calm setting. Like I don't think eating in your car is a calm setting. (laughs) By any means, people are honking, you're getting around a red light, you see a cop, like all these things. That is not a calm setting. Sit down at a table, take a breath, and like eat your meal slowly and enjoy it. Like savor it, actually taste it, um, have conversation with who's ever with you versus looking at your phone. Slowing down like that and being present is going to have a huge payoff for you in terms of hunger. Super, super important. Easier said than done, but a great new habit that I think if you pick it up, it's gonna make a world of difference in your hunger. So yes, my husband and I do love like on the weekend to sit with a meal and watch a good show or movie. We love to do that, but I don't like to do it during the week. I always say to him, I wanna sit at the table I wanna have conversation, I wanna be engaged, I don't want phones or any screens around us, I wanna enjoy our meal, I want to taste the meal. All of those things can only be done if you sit down, slow down, and get present in the meal. So to combine all of those things, to add fiber, to add healthy fat, to add protein, and then to slow down, all of those in combination with the fact that the protein, the healthy fat, and the fiber are already going to take a longer time to digest, all of that is going to help you feel full after the meal versus hungry all the time. So I feel like these are really great and really easy things that you could do right now at your next meal, right? You can look at your plate and be like, okay, chicken is my protein. I've got a little whole grain pasta on the side or even like some quinoa or rice. Um, That's gonna be like your little bit of carbohydrates. I have broccoli and maybe I'm gonna put a little Parmesan cheese on top. That's gonna be my healthy fat. And that's a really great meal that you're gonna sit down at a table and enjoy. You're gonna enjoy your meals and your food so much more if you take that time as well. So there you have it. Everything you need to know about why maybe you are hungry all the time some ways that you can fix it right away. And I hope that that truly helps because there is nothing worse than being hungry all the time. And so it might mean you have to take a lot of processed foods out of your diet, take a lot of those sweet treats out of your diet because once you just are going to those things and constantly grabbing the bag in the box because you're starving, you're never gonna feel full. So you eat the bag of chips, you're still hungry. Now you're gonna eat the cookies because you're still hungry and now you're, That is a never-ending 
act that will never benefit your health or your waistline. So there you have it. The Earn That Body podcast is always here to bring you fitness, health, and nutrition information you can put into play right away. Go to earnthatbody.com. Check out Summer Six Pack. Get registered to be in the private group. We only do the private group the very first session, so it's usually the biggest, the fullest, and the best way to get super motivated. And I hope you have a fantastic week ahead. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube. 